Hey everyone, welcome to Hire Us Hollywood, the podcast where we pitch ideas for the shows Hollywood should be making. We are your co-hosts, Diana and Jackie, and we are living the millennial dream of starting our own podcast, which is basically just the updated version of starting your own band. Each week we take turns pitching ideas we have for a ridiculous show which probably only makes sense for the Netflix generation. These stories are usually inspired by us working together at the fruit stand. So let's introduce each other. So one of my favorite things about Diana is that not only is she really good at Pinterest, she has had many attempts of bringing Pinterest to life. And each and every single time, they are as amazing as they sound. Oh my gosh, thank you, Jackie. You're too kind. And a little fun fact about Jackie, she's the only person I know who has multiple um, <laughs> statues of like knights that are life-size in her home. And I feel like, you know, it says a lo- everything you need to know about her. <laughs> and it's amazing. Anyway, let's get into the podcast. It is Jackie's turn this week to pitch me an idea. And I am very excited. So take it away, Jackie. All right, so folks, this week is one where we haven't actually really discussed it that much. So this one's going to be a collaboration if we've ever had one before. So the main character for this is going to be somebody who is kind of sort of psychic, kind of sort of witchy, but like nothing ever super confirmed. However, she can like kind of sort of see people's futures and like the dregs of their coffee or the dregs of their teas. And it just so happens that she has a coffee shop. As one would, right? So, like, this woman has this coffee shop. It's right by, like, a bus station slash, like, train station. So she gets a lot of people who are, like, coming and going. And she sees people's, like, these, like, strange things. Like, they're never something very straightforward. They're like, oh, you're going to win, like, way money on, like, a scratch lottery ticket. Or, like, you should avoid bikes because you're going to get hit by a bike. Like, they're, like, definitely different and the thing is is like every so often she gets like super duper powerful like visions slash like futuristic things that happen and they're usually brought on by like storms because of course so like the main arch is going to be like um she gets these visions in each episode they kind of like factor into something where it's basically like at the end of the first season it has to be like the five horsemen of the apocalypse and they have to kind of like fend it off but the other so that's the big main conflict that stretches through the entire like first season the other thing is like she's not she's not like that so raven where like people know she sees it and like i mean i don't really want to do like a shot on her eye every single time she sees it but there's definitely like an awkward pause and um the guy who has the building next door to her which is just like a kombucha slash like fancy jamba juice that is way too expensive is like super skeptical of her and like he also is the person who like rents to her so like there's this little conflict of this guy thinks like she's crazy because he only believes in like science okay okay so it's sort of like very much like you have the nice little sort of like rom-com plot there where it's like hmm you know between these two neighboring small business owners right Mm -hmm. and then you also have this like very like I was going to say, like, science fiction, but I don't know if witches are science fiction because, like, they're real, right? I mean, sort of. (laughs) Yeah, I never know how to classify that. Right? We would need to ask one of our fellow fruit standers, Charles, for a a very specific difference between, like, 
fantasy and science fiction because high fantasy always seems like science fiction to me. But um, I do read like a lot of quote unquote science fiction. And a lot of times when people talk about it, the big thing is, is like there's elements of technology versus like something that's um, would almost be like dreamlike. Like there's something that's rooted in like, I don't want to say like logic, but like there's something like fundamental that you can, you can connect with in science fiction that like could be futuristic versus like witches when also like i know you're like describing this like psych i'm calling her a witch i don't even know if that's the right word like it makes me think of like one of our fellow former fruit stand employees name is phil and you would tell me about <laughs> these witches he, he caught one in the mirror what did you hear how he caught one in a mirror once i was gonna talk about like the ones that were in like like portland or whatever and he befriended what are you talking about there was, like, one elaborate story where, like, there was, like, a mirror involved as he, like, caught a witch. There was also, like, the random one where the hot tub got became a cold tub. Ooh, are you talking about the, his psychic stuff or his witch stuff? Because those are two oh, different things. I'm probably talking about his psychic stuff and you're talking about his witch stuff. So, I, just to clarify, Phil has psychic things and witch things and this is not even, like, a joke. This is, like, a legitimate thing. Because I was thinking, because one time he was, like, telling me, like, in like in Portland or whatever, like his like witch friends or whatever, they have like a legitimate business, and you like call it, and you're like, mm, so I'm feeling a little, you know, a little under the weather today, and they're like, okay, we're gonna send you some capsules of like some like root of whatever and things like that. Like it's like a serious witch hustle going on there. So like in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, so we have this little like coffee shop, tea shop owner. She's like a hustling like witch in that way, you know? Oh yeah, like this woman is definitely like. She herself is, like, skeptical, and I think, like, that is what provides a little bit of, like, realism and, like, backbone to it, because, like, there has to be, like, some traumatic thing that you kind of get alluded to in season one, but you don't figure out until, like, season two, like, why she, like, moved to, like, the middle of nowhere, or, like, she doesn't really know anybody, or, like, Mm -hmm. she never really talks about her family, and there has to be, like, some, like, connection with, like, Salem. Like, I don't think, like, it's gonna be, like, a Salem, like, witch trial thing, but I think, like, she was definitely in, like, a bad situation, and, like, somebody, like, exposed these, like, supernatural abilities of hers, and it made her go on the run. You know, I was specifically referencing, you know, Salem the cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but, you know, the witch trial. I'm just kidding. But okay, so like she's she's psychic. I like that she's not like that so raven psychic where like she's like, mm, I see these tea leaves and she's like, oh, snap, you know, like you have to do like a little zoom in in the brain. But like, so, so you were saying before, like her predictions, like they're pretty usually like accurate, but a lot of times it seems like she just needs to like interpret the meaning of them, if that makes sense. Like, is that how she gets in? Sometimes the meaning's a little bit off. Or is it a lot more like um, she sees it, she just knows. She, it's like intuition. That's a good question. I see it like, you know, like how it not in That's a Raven when they zoom in on her eye, but more of like a pregnant pause. And like the two examples I gave were like somebody wins a lot of money on like a scratch off. Because just for the record, we're going to do three for our fellow fruit sta- or former fruit standers. Um, our f- SP used to do scratch off lottery tickets all the time and 
<laughs> I never knew if he actually, like, won money or if it was just, like, a guilty pleasure. But, like, I like to see, like, there could be an episode where, like, she sees, like, somebody wins, like, $75. But, like, that $75 ends up being, like, super-duper integral to them. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, oh, like, they need a $75 for, like, a car payment or they needed it to, like, finish, like, mm-hmm. their monthly mortgage thing. So I think, like, there is meaning behind it. But, like, she can't be super honest about it because, like – the times like before the show or maybe even like in a couple episodes like stuff goes like super duper awry when she like intervenes too much and oh and that's where like the drama comes in where you try to figure out about her past because like Mm -hmm. that pause is her being like can I should I you know exactly yeah in my mind I'm also like thinking she has like the same sort of like air about her as like the grandma from like Halloween Town, do you know what I mean? Yes, can she please have a microwave that says bubble, bubble, bo- like, toilet yeah. trouble? Like, I want that microwave for myself. Oh, my God. Okay, imagine the Halloween episodes of this series. Like, imagine how amazing those could be. They would be pretty fantastic. And I feel like she makes her own, like, pumpkin spice brews. So, like, when people, like, come in for those, like, very seasonal drinks, they get, like, very authentic things if that makes sense i would even sort of like love if like it's like i'm imagining this like a small town if people like make sort of like half-hearted like oh like what's her name like does she have a name i have not set on a name but i really like want it to be like a small town area like like do you i see this woman being somebody who could be anywhere from like their late 20s early 30s all the way into their 50s so i don't know what their name is I don't know. Like, I'm just going to call her um, Wendy, like, as a reference from Casper meets Wendy for right now. Um, that's, that's cool. But, like, I would love for the small town for there to be, like, a rumor for, I'm calling her Wendy, that, like, they're like, oh, her, like, coffees and her drinks are so good. It's like she's, like, you know, making a potion or a liquor mm-hmm. or, like, oh, if you're ever sick, you have to go to her little, you know, coffee shop and you have to order this specific you know she'll have the mix to make you feel better on valentine's day she makes love potions yeah like something cute where it's like she sort of leans into it a little bit and she's just sort of loves you know and that way when people question her she's like oh i just i just love the you know town the rumor that i'm the town witch and she like laughs it off but like really you know yeah i think it's much more entertaining if she's playful and like the only person she's like kind of sort of snide to are like really rude people like the people who open their umbrellas inside before they go outside to the bus stop or like kind of something like that and like I kind of have in my head like the bus stop to me is like pretty important because then she gets travelers but I also kind of like this idea that like she looks like homeless people work for her or like people who are kind of in like duress or just like bad situations Mm -hmm. so like she lives above the like the tea shop coffee shop whatever you want to say but like the person who like like helps her with like the pastries and stuff like that is like um like a homeless like teenager she took in or just like I like seeing like how this woman like especially within a small town like how sometimes people like turn on people who are different like this Mm -hmm. woman is like I don't think foster is even the right word I think she just like wants like, she sees people and, like, she wants to make a difference, but, like, she also knows, like, she's not the person who can openly do it. Yeah, like, I feel like I you would, like, if you were, like, walking into her tea shop or whatever, her coffee shop, her, her pastry place, you know, whatever we decide, like, you get, like, a very much sense of, like, community and, like, warmth and, like, positivity and, like, it's a place, like, a welcoming place, an approachable place, right? 
And then I feel like that will very much be great for like sort of the stark contrast if we're going to have like this like um, tension with like the juicery whatever across the store. That would be like very sterile, very formal, very like, you know, white subway tile and stainless steel and, you know, fresh cut, you know, wheatgrass type. Yeah, and I'm thinking there has to be, like, a third store on this, like, block. Like, it can be determined later if it's, like, they're, like, one of the few things and they're, like, s- like small-town America if it's, like, just, like, the one place that there is stuff in the town or if it's a strip mall. Personally, it's funnier if it's a strip mall to me, but whatever. Um, <laughs> to be determined later. I We need, like, a third store, and I think it would be kind of comical if the third store was, like, a flower shop, but, like, the person who ran the flower shop was allergic to flowers. Oh my gosh, I love that. When you were saying third store, I was like, a magic shop, but I feel like flower <laughs> shop fits like aesthetically a lot better. I mean, maybe the second season, like a magic shop can like open by them, whether that's like across the street or like across the town. And it provides like a romantic, like, you know, not like, like a romantic triangle because like those are like very overused and like after Grey's Anatomy, yeah. people are tired of them. But like, I think it would be really comical for like a second season if there was a magic shop. I would, you know, I love a good magic shop, you know, like you got to have like a little scarf, a never ending scarf prank in the, in the pocket or like a white rabbit disappearing in your hat. Yes. I mean, I think that there's just always a time and a place for magic. Oh my gosh. I love the. Okay. This is my now idea for the second season where the magic person like moves into their shop, like down around the corner or whatever. And then again, I'm still calling her Wendy is like, just gets this like intuition or sense that that person is like, um, like a psychic, like, you know, Oh, is she a psychic too? Is that the right word? Or like, a- I mean, I think she's more of a psychic than she is a witch, but I yeah. think it's more like, thematically interesting if you call her like a witch i wouldn't want like the magic person to be like a sorcerer on the side and and then wendy's like there's something here i can just but she like can't pinpoint it and the reason she can't pinpoint it is because it's like something like i don't know too ridiculous yeah like i see the like the guy who's like the sorcerer being like low-key like i think he has to be evil but like you don't know he's evil the only person who thinks he's evil is like the juice guy and like obviously the juice guy is always mad so like the our main character doesn't believe him yeah and then so like is the goal for the juice guy and like wendy to like just go from like being enemies to like frenemies like what is the the plot there yeah, I see that, like, being, like, a tension that rises through the first season, and then at the end of the first season, like, I think somebody, like, she sees a fortune that goes really south really fast, like, we could decide if we want it to be, like, a murder, it doesn't have to be, or if it's, like, something that's just, like, a car crash, but, like, mm-hmm. there has to be, like, an actual, like, somebody's gonna get injured, there has to be, like, a cost to it, mm-hmm. and, like, at the end of the first season, like, he sticks up for her, like, he could, like, turn her in as, like, the person she is, or, like, he could just, like, play stupid, and, he, like, values her as a person, and then that means, like, they're actually, like, friends, because she realizes what he, she, what the juice guy did for her. Interesting. I'm, like, I always, I always wonder in these type of stories, like, is it gonna go sort of, like, the Iliad route, where it's gonna become, like, a self, you know, fulfilling prophecy type thing, um, where it's, like, okay, like, they in order because she sees that like this one premonition she sees coming true and she's like just trying to figure out like oh i need to prevent this etc etc does she inadvertently cause things over i 
think so. I think that's like more interesting and there's more of a cost to her decisions then because there's every action has a consequence. And I think that that's a really big part of like who she was before like this, the series takes off is like she tried too hard to like to prevent something from happening that it only like exacerbated the situation and made it like that much worse. Which is why she's having this low-key life now. Like, she's not trying to get too involved. She'll be like, okay, I'll sense if someone needs a little pick-me-up with a little tea with an extra, you know, kick in it. Or, you know, I'll give them a a nice little premonition. Like, like you'll be like, hey, you you should buy that lotto ticket today. Or, hey, you should stop by that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Okay. Ooh, okay. I'm about this. I'm about this. Yeah. So, like, and I think, like, maybe, like, she's known for her fortune cookies or things like that. But, like, I think she's just, like, somebody who wants to help people but like there's this weird like buffer Mm -hmm. where she's like really really reluctant to get involved because she knows like the last time she got involved like there were real world consequences and it like made her have to leave her life I would also sort of love though like after she has that really bad premonition and she's like I I still gotta try or whatever for like the juice guy that she realizes that um that, that she doesn't cause like the prep like she's actually able to change it or something else but there has to be like a moment where it's like you I don't know there has to be like a very like poignant moment about that where it's like you know she accepts that she can't change his fate but she's gonna help him anyways and by her like making that choice instead like it does change his fate does that make sense no I think that's a hundred percent exactly where I'm going with this character and like I think like for her like she can't have like she doesn't actually own glass like everything looks like glass but it's like the fake like plastic your parents always have like so like when you as a kid like drop something it doesn't actually like shatter she's you know, like, everything yeah uh, <laughs> but like I think that's the thing though like she especially like the people who she like lets work for her like I think a lot of times it's it's like one of the few ways like she like reaches out into the community and like tries to make something better and that's the thing like she can't not try but at the same time like there's like that duality for her like I think a lot of it just like you mentioned some of like the other like premonitions and stuff like that it's a little bit like like Icarus like she might fly too close to the sun Ooh, okay. I'm loving this. I'm loving this whole idea. So, like, for these episodes, though, are you thinking, like, I feel like this has to be an hour-long show. Like, I don't think it would be as rewarding if it was, like, a 30-minute show. I agree. Like, it definitely has to be, like, a 42-minute, like, serial drama. I would hope it would be multi-cam, but at the same time, it would provide a lot of creativity if it was a single-camera drama. It would be, yeah. I feel like it'd be either way. It would be good. And then, like, for this idea, like, what what type of um, network are we thinking? So, like, I could see this being, like, uh, like, a show ABC picks up. Like, it's not, like, a Shondaland Thursday show. But, like, I could see this being, like, either, like, a Sunday night show or, like, or, like, an off-brand, like, like, fill in, like, a spot. Like, either, like, a, like a 9 o'clock Monday episode. But, like, I see like, it being... What's up? Because I would be like, remember, what was that show where they were to have, like, all the Disney princesses, but they were, like, live action or, like, was it, like, Sunday nights on ABC? Mm-hmm. Like, ABC has had a lot of fun, like, Sunday night programming. Like, Grey's Anatomy was originally Sunday night after uh, Desperate Housewives. Yeah. I feel like it's a Sunday night show. I mean, I would be totally here for it. Like, I think that that's, like, the ideal night, too, just because 
it there's like a little bit more of like a mysterious aura around Sundays because like some people call them the last days of the week, but like some people call it the first day of the week. Yes. It's it's that Sunday night also like, ooh, like tomorrow's Monday. Like, you know, there's this weird energy about it. And I think like the show would like lead into that energy where it's like you sort of want something to be like a little bit magic or a little bit different or have like this vision of the universe of like, okay, I of you know, live in a universe where this, you know, magic could happen. Cause it's like based enough in like um, I don't say reality, but based enough in like real things that people do where it's like, okay, like maybe I'll discover that my, you know, local coffee shop girl who makes the best like lattes is also like, you know, sprinkling a little, I don't know cinnamon i don't know i know like we have like a juice shop in it but mm-hmm. i kind of want the show to take place at the end of the 90s and the beginning of the 2000s where like people don't have cameras on them the whole time like i don't really want this to be like a snapchat story i kind of yeah. like the idea of people having like flip phones and things like that but like i really want this woman to be like not about technology I feel like it should be very much like if it's like in sort of like a small like California town, then, you know, juice store makes sense that early in the, in the decade or whatever. Maybe it's but like Portland. Maybe. I feel like it needs okay. to be very like it could be like, you know, Riverdale where it's very ambiguous where you're like, OK, so they sort of seem modern, but there's also moments where you're like, is it? That's, like, that's what I want because like I just like that the idea like I think like stuff like this and especially like with a small town environment it could be anywhere and it could be anytime yeah and I think that's the thing like I think um you know you don't want to ever create a plot where it's like well if they had their cell phone it would have resolved it but I don't think any of these plots based on like the actual like concept of what's going on are gonna be like oh well she could have just googled her he could have just googled her name and would have found out what happened you know I don't want there to be like um, a scene where he's just like, well, I'm just going to Google the girl next door at the shop and find out her dark history. I want it to be, oh my God, like one of those things where it's like he goes to the library and he uses, what are those called, Jackie? You'll know the little mi- microfilm things. Micro- where you, yeah. Yeah, with the little old newspaper things. Fun fact, everyone, Jackie's basically the best librarian in the universe. Um, well, fun fact, Diana and I have a sleuthing team. If you ever need to know something about someone without them knowing it, you can just ask Diana because Diana will find it online. Like if you ever put something online, Diana will find it. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to my friend Shannon right now when she challenged me that I wouldn't be able to find her Harry Potter fan fiction from her high school years. Um, I still have it bookmarked on my computer, on my Safari bookmarks. And don't test me. Also, love you, Shannon. You're great. <laughs> exactly. Nonetheless, not the point. Not but the like, point. But yeah, the, there needs to be like these like montages that are like that. There's such a fun thing about like having to go the long way around to find something that a lot of like television shows miss. Right, and I think it's sort of like you know it makes it like a little bit more fun, a little more tension when you have like the person like going through all these like old papers and things like that, and they're just like, <gasps> and they just like keep putting in like more stuff, and they slowly piece things together. Versus you're like, well, based on this Instagram posted on this time, and based on the fact that they are LinkedIn got you know stuff like that, which is what I do because I'm a crazy person. Um, it's not as fun, you know. It's way more fun to have the sort of like building it together and like 
and it can also like, be like the juice guy goes to the library like throughout the season to try and like find out about like this woman's past like he yeah. has like all of these like random threads that he like picks up and he has to like search so it provides like a like a whole arc of it like ooh, i love it to be like revealed that like after he has conversations and like she says something like very like weird or mysterious or specific you see he has like a little notebook full of like what does this mean you're like what like something like that where it's like you realize that he's trying to like understand this you know woman and trying to like befriend her and like he just doesn't get it and he's just trying to piece this puzzle of this person together and it's like or maybe he's a very like i'm trying to like lean into the new millennium type guy it's like why is she so so he thinks she's like stuck in the past or something you know i kind of love it though because it's like it shows like he's like taking care like yeah to me like when people like take the effort to like learn something about like what you like just so they can like talk to you about it or even if they're just like no i'm like very skeptical of you but i'm Mm -hmm. vaguely intrigued but i want you to know i hope you're wrong like i still find that very endearing Oh, I would love there to be, like, a scene where, like, she's making, like, one of her special brews for, like, one of the regular customers. They have a cold and she comes in or they come in and they're like, hey, just whip me up something that's going to get rid of this cold. And you see the juice guy watching her or something and she gives – is about to give the latte and he's like, oh, shouldn't you add a little bit of this essence of whatever in there? And she just sort of stops and is like, he's been paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, how does he know this? And, you know. I should add this. It's so cute. Like, those are, like, my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Adorable. I don't know we talked about. We Like, I think it would be, like, really cool to have, like, the age of the main character. Like, she could really range. But, like, if you could have, like, anyone to be the main character, play the main character, actress, whatever, who would you see? Like, you can have a couple choices here. Yeah, you know, I've been trying to think, like, if it would be really great. Like, I always want to see more diversity in shows. Mm -hmm. So, like, it would be great to have um, somebody who is, like, not your average, like, white woman, blonde hair, high ponytail. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to think, like, Priyanka, the woman who's on... um, Quantico, who's dating Nick Jonas. Um, if by dating you mean is engaged and they're getting married soon, then yes. Oh, look at that. Um, I could see somebody like her, like Lupita Nanginong. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce her name. She, Say it. Wait, try. She's too famous for television, but like Wait. you would make a precious person for this show. Wait, who? Lupita Nanginong. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Lupita? Yeah. You were saying like Lupa da Nana. <laughs> no, I always get too self-conscious when I can't pronounce her name, then I just slew it further. Lupita Nyong'o. Wait, is that easy? Yes. Um, you- the audience can tell one thing from the two episodes that I have pitched thus far, I'm really horrible with names. Oh my- Do you not remember the whole like thing when she was in... um? what was it when she was like nominated for the academy award they would have like the little videos on youtube like how do you say your name yes and like yes it's how it's like if you say it how it looks like it's spelled you know people try to make it hard it's not my last name is nine letters and you think i would know better by now you know what we all we all learn we all make mistakes but it's fine yeah but like if i could have like anyone i think she would be perfect 
You know what? She did you see what her Halloween costume was this year on the Instagram? Yes. From she was list. Yeah, I was like, this is so great. Did you see how she went to Comic Con last year as the Pink Ranger? Stop, I did not. And she put on a mask so no one knew it was her, and she made the most funny video of just dancing around Comic Con. Honestly, that's what you have to do. That's like when Justin Timmer like dressed up like like Bert. Or maybe it was Ernie. And he went around Comic Con. Who knows? You know, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I want to like Justin Timberlake because I loved In Sync as a child. But ever since he did Britney Dirty, I just I can't do it. You know, maybe it will be like he'll be redeemed if he like funds our show. Me, I mean Justin Timberlake. If you're out there, you know where we are. It's on the internet. And I think. <laughs> We literally though, and I think the one thing that I, I here's the dream thing. So we went through like who I want Dreamcast is like that character. I think the one thing I would ask like above a lot of casting, like as long as like the person is like a good actress and the show has enough diversity, totally cool. But I really want Lana Del Rey to sing the theme song. Stop! I love Lana. I feel like it'd be very, like, oh, my God. Like, when she did, like, the Maleficent theme, and it was just uh-huh. that very, like, dreamy, like... Like the smoke among your feet. Yeah, I feel like you want something that feels very, like, ethereal, and I feel like Lana could deliver. Yeah, like, I would totally, like, there would be, like, a lot of things where, like, even, like, as long as we had, like, people who could act and it had diversity, like, Lana Del Rey singing the theme song comes first. Oh, you know who else I think would be, like, a really good person to play this character? I think Gemma Chan. She was um, in Crazy Rich Asians. Did you see that? Yes. Right. Like, and I feel like she would be really good, too. Because I feel like she has this nice sort of, like, I don't know, like, good air around her. And she just has this, like, I don't know, very good vibe for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she would be really cool. She'd be fun. Yeah, I think she would, like, very much lean into it. So we have, like, a bunch of people, and I kind of think, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, who the juice person would be. Like, part of Some, me. Like, very Chris Traeger-y, but not Rob Lowe. Yes, I think that is so true, because it's like, I'm going to live for 150 years, but, like, yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm, I feel like it's, like, I don't know. I sort Maybe it should be, like, I sort of want it to be an unknown, but I sort of want it to be, like, someone who's, like, a very familiar person. You know who I really want it to be? Hey. Because I'm, I over, I'm a ridiculous person. Um, McDreamy from, uh, from Grey's Anatomy. I don't know his real name. Patrick Dempsey. Oh, there we go. Because I feel like he's very much, like, you know, he's a little bit the silver fox now, you know? And I think it was just... because of Enchanted? Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> you know, he's got that little silver fox vibe. He'd be like a fun. And I could see him being like, "Let's let's get some juice." You know? Yeah. No, I would be totally down. Like, if Patrick Dempsey wants to be on the show, like relaunch his television career, like totally here for it. Like, listen, Shonda may have cast you aside, but we're here to pick up the pieces. Yes. And then you know who I always have been getting him confused with? Who? The guy who plays Danny on the Mini Mindy Project. Really? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just Dempsey was has been acting since like the eighties. Like, isn't he part of like one of the like not the main Brat Pack, but like the Brat Pack with like Robert Downey Jr. Wasn't that called like the the Brat Pack? 
like brat is in brat. No, like the brat, like they were brats. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely not a name given with affection. That's true. I mean, yeah, no, I feel like, okay, I Googled, I Googled with the guy from Mindy Project name, Chris Messina. He's been in a lot of, like, really good things. Like, he was in a movie with Rashida Jones. Like, he was in um, Sharp Objects with Amy Adams. Like, he's a really good dramatic actor. I feel like maybe he would be too good. Wait, he was in You've Got Mail? Oh, I didn't know it went back that far. I'm on the Google right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was in Argo. I don't know. You know what? Probably. I don't Oh, he was. He was. He's been in a lot of things that I did not even realize. Also, like, I don't know. But I don't know why, but, like, him and Patrick Dempsey are, like, very, like, the same for me. You know, I accept that. And I also appreciate your honesty. Thank you. It's like, okay, did you watch that <laughs> that um, YouTube video of Jenna Marbles and her boyfriend Julian? And, like, Julian can't, like, <laughs> distinguish between, like, Anne Hathaway <laughs> and, like, um, what's her name? And, like, Julia Roberts and, like, some other person. And they, <laughs> and she pulls, and then Jenna pulls up a picture um, of just, like, 12 pictures of Julia Roberts. And he's like, okay, that one's Julia, that one's Anne. And it's, like, my favorite thing. They're just such a cute couple. They're really great. Oh, it's Sandra Bullock, I think, is one. I think it's Sandra Bullock, Julia Roberts, Anne Hathaway. And he just, like, he can't tell. I mean, Keira Knightley and Natalie Portman look alike. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I, I can, like, understand that, like, there's always that, like, one thing where you, like, name somebody, like, you talk to somebody, but you call them the wrong name, and you're like, I've just lost so much of my life. <laughs> that I can never get back. Oh my gosh, it's true. Okay, but back to the podcast, which is not starring Julia Roberts on our show. Not yet. We decided the you know, forty-two minute episode Sunday night that weird type of day. You know, it's gonna be hopefully ABC. I think they're the best fit. We got it starring some you know mini options for our stars. Mm-hmm. We got a Lana Del Rey theme song. Like, I think I think this show is ready to be produced i think hollywood needs to hire us jackie i mean i think this is one of our like more well-formed and like actually like of all the people we know like i know both of our moms would want to watch the show but i also know both of our sisters would watch the show i know i mean i would be like i would be like (laughs) i didn't force my mom to watch it and she'd be like i don't know diana like there's some witchcraft in this we're gonna have to you know (laughs) <laughs> say a Hail Mary tonight after we watch it, but then she would watch it and she would love it. And this one, she wouldn't have to fear the youth. That's true. My mom watched Sabrina recently and she was very concerned for the youth of America afterwards, but that's that's a story for a different day. So yes, this has like a wide audience. It would be a great for like a primetime show and it doesn't have to take up like one of those special spots that it has to go later due to like vocabulary and like blood usage. It's just like the perfect spot because just as Diane and I were alluding to, Sundays are kind of mysterious and they have an aura about them that just fit for this show. And like this show should like actually really get made because- I think so too. Yeah. So any Hollywood executives listening to this and you're like, wow, this is a fantastic idea- um, feel free to reach out. We are on the internet. You can send us an email. We are on the Twitter, the Instagram at Hollywood. 
And like, even if you're not a Hollywood executive and you just love this idea, like just feel free, let us know, say hi. Like we'd also endorse somebody like making a really cute comic book for us or like a graphic novel. We would don't have funds available, but like we would sh- um, shower you with compliments. That's a, that's a true fact. But <laughs> I think I think we're ready. I think we're ready, Hollywood. All right, you heard it from us first. So hire us, Hollywood. okay until next week we will see you all then um and it's my turn to pitch so get excited (laughs) bye